everybody, and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 109th episode of the podcast, airing March 15th, 2021. Now, I'm pleased to present to you my discussion with astrologer Rachel Lang, who will join me for a conversation on Equinox, Aries Season 2021. Now, Rachel and I share our thoughts on Aries season and the pivotal turning of the year equinox that this season of the ram always brings forth. We acknowledge the year marker of the COVID-19 pandemic and weigh our thoughts on the collective energy moving forward from this anniversary point. Then we go ahead and break down the changing of the seasons, doing a play-by-play of all the dynamic transits in store, uh, while also highlighting two pivotal new and full moon periods that will likely turn the wheel and bring plenty to the table. Dancing between mundane and personal, we hope you take away from our astrological ruminations to navigate this yearly jumpstart. Now, a fabulous way to show appreciation for this podcast and my astrological efforts is by making a one-time donation over at Mel's Tip Jar or by booking a personal consultation with yours truly, all of which can be done directly through my site over at energeticprinciples.com. Now, a couple of quick announcements. One, Gray Crawford and I will be doing an IG Live this Saturday, March 20th for the Equinox. And so I will be hosting on my Instagram over at Energetic Principles. uh, And you can find Gray at Gray uh, underscore Crawford underscore Astrology, I believe. Uh, And this live stream will start at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which is 1 p.m. Eastern time or 5 p.m. London. Now, I think for uh, you over there in Australia, uh, Sydney's like 4 a.m. So it might be a little early unless you are an early bird. Now, we are going to do a quick recap of the solstice to equinox we just lived uh, in our segment we called Welcome to the Jungle, if you tuned into the Astrology of 2021 podcast that we did earlier this year. Uh, and so we'll give you our insights of what we saw and how that relates to kind of what we were talking about. Uh, and we're, then we're going to give a quick rundown of what we see in the Aries ingress chart set for Washington, D.C., uh, and how that will play out through the year. And then also share some key transits we see coming for the quarter leading up to the cancer solstice. Uh, Now, the beautiful thing about live streams is that the audience can comment and ask questions. So we'd love for you to come by and contribute or inquire or do both uh, because the more the merrier. Now, too, there is still time to sign up for the Astrology of Awakening 2 Summit, which will be airing live from April 15th through the 18th. And I will be co-hosting and speaking at this fine event and will be free to watch live. uh, And you'll have access to the 24-hour replays just by registering. Now, right now, until March 20th on the Equinox, we also have a half-off early bird special on the All Access Pass that gives you the videos to watch basically forever, and all the super cool bonuses that us presenters will be sharing with our talks. And so you can click the link in the description of this podcast in order to register. Uh, And please spread the good word to anyone who may be interested in attending. All right. So who is ready to hear all about Aries season 2021? Here we go. Now let's meet our guest. All right. I am so happy to welcome back to the podcast. We have Rachel Lang back with us. Thank for you. Thank you for joining me, Rachel. Uh, thank you so much for having me. We had such a great conversation last time and I've been 
really looking forward to this. Yay. Yes. And, and just in case you haven't caught our previous conversation, I think we talked, did we talk early January last year on series? Is that? Did, yes. Cause it was the series Pluto Saturn conjunction. She was in the mix with all of that. So yeah. And we felt that right. You know, like the food shortages, the pandemic situation, like, uh, yeah, there was, um, she was very, it was a good lesson in series actually. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I thought so too. And, and even in the ways that we had to re revision our, or re envision our family structures and mother child relationships and who mm-hmm. was staying home with the kids. I mean, there was so much last year that, that I think, I think she was involved in all, in a lot of the COVID, the COVID stuff that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. She was a sneaky planetary body that just got her influence in there that, uh, you know, unless you were looking close, you might've missed that, but um, (laughs) it was definitely worth investigating later. And it just gave us more information on series, which that's the thing with these smaller bodies. You go, you have to wait for the, the impacts to take place so you can do build upon the archetype even more, especially in a mundane sense. We know how to kind of maybe read it in a chart uh, a little bit more, but how is that influencing the planet on, uh, you know, with her movements in the sky as it is? So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to, to see too this um, in April um, because in April we're going to have Pluto in series square in uh, Pluto or series square Pluto. Um, and uh, I had to look at my notes to see exactly when that happens. But, um, but I, I, that is, that is going to be a, a theme that we see in April. Um, and so it's, it's actually at the very end, it's the day that Pluto stations retrograde um, on April 27th. So it'll be interesting to see how, what, which of those COVID themes come back up at the end of this month or the end of next month. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll have our eye on series during Aries season, especially since she's in Aries right now. Um, And also looks like she's close enough uh, in with the Aries stellium for the full moon uh, in Libra. That's on the 28th of March too. So uh, just put her in your back pocket uh, for now, because we might be learning more about what she has to share um, throughout this time, but all right, before we get started, we sounds like we've already started, but, (laughs) uh, just for you who may not be aware of Rachel and her many talents, uh, Rachel, will you share a quick little background on yourself? Sure. So I am an astro. I've been a practicing astrologer since 2006 and, uh, I'm also a psychic medium and, uh, healer. And, um, let's see, I teach lots of classes, uh, teach classes on magic and uh, working with working with your developing spiritual and psychic gifts. Um, also teach astrology and I write horoscopes for the Omega Institute and for an online magazine called Livebox. Nice. Well, okay, so we can uh, assume that Rachel is very busy. She's a busy woman. She's got a lot of, it's, it's great. That's, that's great. Now I will, um, because I think this is going to air in time. It might be under like a short window, but don't you have an upcoming, uh, little class or a kind of a workshop that you're doing this, this week, right before dream pillows? Am I- Ooh, yes, yes, yes. So I, I, um, I'm writing, a, I've, I just finished a book, um, ca- called modern day magic. That'll be out later on this year. And 
in writing the book, I was experimenting with all kinds of spells and all kinds of rituals. And one of my favorite is uh, dream pillows that we, we make dream pillows with different herbs that facilitate dream divination, um, any kind of dream work that you're doing or good sleep, um, especially if, if you have insomnia or anything like that. So yeah, so there's a workshop. It's only $10 and it's, it's mostly for fun. And, um, and it, it'll be a ritual where we'll make dream pillows. Mm. And what date is that? When is that happening? It's uh, the 18th. So Thursday, March 18th. So if you listen to this the day it releases, which I know a lot of people do, um, or the, the following day, and you want to check that out, definitely uh, head over. You could probably find it on your website, right? On my website or on um, on my social media. Yeah, so Perfect. Yes. I And we're recording this uh, disclaimer right before the Pisces new moon uh, conjunct Neptune and Venus. So it's only, feels only right to talk about dream pillows <laughs> uh, within this. Um, so I love it. Now, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, one of okay. So, aside from dream pillows, which I just want to get in there real quick because I feel like it's it's relevant to the moment in the time. Um, but one of the reasons why Rachel is joining me today, other than the fact that I would just love to have her on the podcast, so that's that is a given. Um, but we also have a, an upcoming summit that we're both going to be doing, and Rachel is one of the guest speakers. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, what you're going to be sharing at the the uh, upcoming. Uh, oh my God, my brain! This is what happens when Neptune gets <laughs> gets involved. The astrology of awakening to renewal of yes. hope. Renewal yes, thank hope. you. Yes. Oh my goodness, renewal of my brain. But <laughs> you know what's so funny? I actually the name left me just two seconds as you were saying that. I was like, oh, I have to find that again. Um, it, so I was having the same brain brain fog, the Neptune brain fog oh, that you were having. It's real. It's real. <laughs> well, hopefully, people can be listening to this and, and still in Pisces season when we're when we're um, when we're in this. In everyone's in this vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited about the summit. There are so many great, uh, talks and great topics. Um, and my topic is actually on fun, on money mm. and how to look at certain things in your chart, how to re rethink certain aspects of your chart to, uh, support financial abundance and being in that state of money flow. So I'm really excited about, um, about sharing some of that. We'll talk about the second house. We'll talk about the 10th house. We'll talk about some other, other things, but we'll also talk about ways to maximize the influence of transits to those, Mm. to those money points. Ooh, I like my, my Capricorn moon likes money points. <laughs> I'm like, you had me at money. Uh, tell me more. Um, which makes sense because uh, I miss, I would assume that somewhere in your talk, Uranus and Taurus is going to be involved. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. You're, yep. How did you know? <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I love um, it. And as a, as a Taurus rising with Venus and Scorpio, money is one of my favorite things to to look at and explore, both on a mundane level in terms of of the economy and economic systems, but also in terms of of our charts. 
Mm, that's great. All right. Well, you know, come check out Rachel is going to be one of many speakers. We have 18 speakers. We just got out of a call to get to uh, announce. Uh, we did a committee to invite a few more speakers on to the panel. Of course, that is hush hush for now because it is not uh, when this airs, it'll be out there, but it's too early for us to say anything. But let us just say that this summit is going to be fantastic. Uh, and of course, I'll be speaking uh, on Jupiter and Aquarius and Pisces too, and be uh, doing co-hosting duties. So uh, come on down. That is going to be April 15th uh, through the 18th. Um, and we have got fabulous transits that are going on that time too. Mars trining Jupiter and air signs. So you can bet there all the knowledge your heart can desire is going to be shared at this time. Um, and it's free to watch and have 24 hour replays. So definitely go and sign up. You can do so probably from the, uh, the link to this podcast on either myself or Rachel's social media. There's many ways to sign up and it is free. So come on down, um, and check it out and spread the good word, you know, support those ladies, support those ladies. Um, Yeah. And we have a lot of real new, like new, fresh voices too. So, um, we've got, a great mix of, of speakers and good mix of topics. So yeah, sign up. <laughs> yeah. You will not be bored. That's uh, it's like, <laughs> it'll, it'll be so much to take in that your heart will just love it. And of course you get all access pass. If you want to save it for later, because sometimes that's how it is with the summits is you, you get eager, you get in there, you're on day one. You're like, Oh, I'm taking it in. I'm going, you know, the whole way through four days, I've booked it, my schedule, you know, and then you get like day two and you're like, whoo, where, <laughs> what, what, my brain. Um, so if you are interested in that, I think to uh, March 20th uh, with the Equinox, um, we have the lowest price that the all access pass is going to be. I think it's like, it's under $65 or somewhere around there. Um, and if you do get the all access pass and you get the talks uh, forever, uh, but you also get bonuses from each of us uh, speakers. So that's another uh, wonderful thing. What's your bonus, Rachel? What, is, what are you sharing there? It's actually an abundance meditation. Mm. Yeah. What about you? What are you? What is yours? Um, well, mine is about, it's, it's a tarot oracle practice with working with Jupiter. So it's a couple different, um, spreads for working with Jupiter natally, uh, and then how to work with Jupiter as it dances in between Aquarius and Pisces. So it's kind of a, a twofer. It's like, how, how are you accessing Jupe Jupe on your own? And then what does it look like basically for 2021 and 2022? Oh, that's so fascinating. I can't wait to see that. Yay. So, all right. Well, that's summit talk for you. Um, so come on down once again to that. Now, this is where we segue into the topic of this program, which is the equinox. Can you believe it's already here? I mean, oh my goodness. Airy season 2021. I know it is. It's And it's hard to believe too, that this marks a year since everything went into lockdown. Yeah. That, you know, right at the end of Pisces season, things were starting to shut down. And we started Aries season last time. I remember I remember having all of my all of my early Aries clients having to cancel their birthdays. And as the sun's getting exalted in this cardinal sign, the whole world is pulling back. Mm -hmm. So my, my sense is that this month, um, that this month we're still not, even though 
And I'm sure we're going to talk about this, even though there's a lot of energy moving forward, we're still sort of not able to go as fast as we want to go. Yeah. That's, um, and we're getting, and luckily we have gotten used to that, uh, in, in some respects, although I know a lot of people are chomping at the bit and there's, uh, different areas of the country and the world that are taking different regulations along, uh, how to proceed in that manner. But, um, we will feel that there is that freshness that comes along with Aries season, no matter where you are in the world. Uh, so it'll be interesting to navigate and also to have, like you said, the perspective of being a year in to this thing. Um, and how I, Joe Gleason joked on the last podcast, she's like, what was 2019, 2018? Were those even, she's like, I don't even remember what light, you know, because it's interesting how something so dramatic can take place, especially collectively where life before really seems so strange and distant in many ways, as if it was a dream. It was a dream pillow that I once had. (laughs) Uh, I want whatever herbs were in that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I want to go back. No, no, we're not going back. But that's the beauty of Aries season is that it is a fresh beginning, no matter what situation that we are in. It always offers that uh, kind of like uh, springboard to what is next. Um, And so this... Aries ingress is going to happen on March 20th, which is a Saturday. And I will just say another plug as a caveat, uh, that I will be going live with gray Crawford on Instagram on that day on the 20th at 10 AM Pacific time, which is 1 PM Eastern time. And you'll have to do the math if you are across the pond. Um, but we're going to talk about, cause if, uh, listeners might remember that I did a, uh, astrology of 2021 with gray and we talked about how the solstice to the equinox, uh, p- um, portion of 2021, uh, was the welcome to the jungle <laughs> phase. So, I, so in our IG live, we're going to do a little recap of what's happened. We're going to take a look at the Aries ingress chart for Washington DC, and then we'll do a little kind of, um, highlight transit, uh, for uh, until basically the solstice um, for cancer. Um, and then of course, take questions because it's interactive. So just FYI, 10 a.m. the 20th, come join us IG live. Now that I've said that, uh, Rachel, so Aries, I mean, just Aries as a season, let's take the pan, let's take just everything out of it. What, what do you think that that brings forth to us, maybe collectively and personally? Yeah, I, I like the way I like what you said about it. It bringing new life, new. It's like a fresh perspective. You know, it's that zero degree point of a of of Aries that is such a power point in the zodiac, because it's 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 like a culmination of energy that motivates action, that motivates change, and it's kind of like you know here in the western or the northern hemisphere, rather, it's the you know it's the first day of spring. And so we're coming out of this in some places, fortunately not here in Southern California, but cold, you know, dark, dark, snowy. It's been a really cold winter in a lot of places. And so we're coming out of this season of, 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 you know, death, essentially, like everything kind of like shutting down and we're blossoming open. 
So I always think of, of I, I, first of all, I think of Aries as, as that, as springtime. It's the new buds, it's the daffodils, it's the new life sprouting up, it's potentiality. It's also the fool in the uh, tarot card. So it's like, this is the time to take that, take that risk. Um, and, you know, not do anything impulsively because that that would be something that might fall under that Aries influence. But but to really take a step forward and 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 doing something that excites you, that motive that that gives you more energy, that motivates you. It's a time of taking action. Mm, yes, because it's a Mars ruled sign. Uh, and it, it makes me think of just, you know, kind of moving forward fearlessly in mm-hmm. a sense, like no matter what is going on in your life or what you've been through. And I know a lot of us have been through many things in the past year. There is that energy that no matter what, we always have to continue. We always have to step forward. Uh, and Aries gives us that, uh, a, the momentum, um, but also that kind of like a boldness. Like we have a little more fire within us at this time. We feel more confident, uh, regardless of maybe kind of like to liken back to the fool that you just, re- uh, referenced, you know, we have to have that one step over the cliff and we don't know what's going to catch us on the other end, but we know that we have to move forward. Um, and that is kind of what this season brings. And you can either fall into the idea of excitement over it, uh, maybe not over excitement with the impulsiveness that Aries tends to bring. Um, but, uh, I forget where I was going with the other side, Neptune. Thanks, that's thanks going I to be, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be my, uh, by the way, that is going to be my crutch this whole podcast, <laughs> Neptune. Um, but I guess, yes, I'm just saying just the excitement of moving forward, no, mm-hmm. no matter what, and knowing that it, that now, now's the time in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe my, were you going to talk about the anxiety, how anxiety and excitement or like that, <gasps> you know, that is not where my mind is going, but I want you to talk about it because I think you're absolutely right in, especially in reference. Cause we have to think if we're in a Mars ruled sign, well, where's Mars? And right now Mars is in Gemini. And when we talk about anxiety, Gemini is a sign that's right. Just, just nestled right in, you know, hugs, anxiety, like a blanket, <laughs> you know? So what, I mean, what, what can you share with us about anxiety and excitement together? Yeah. Well, I think sometimes excitement can be confused for anxiety, for anxiety. Like, you know, they both elevate our heart rates. They Mm -hmm. both get our palms kind of like sweaty. They both motivate us to act or to make some kind of move. They both keep us up at night. Um, and, and so very often I'll find that, you know, working with clients that people who are getting ready to go through either like running into their North node and getting ready to do something incredible with their lives or getting ready to like make a big decision, like get married or, you know, change jobs or something like that. They'll have all of this butter, like these butterflies in their stomach and all of this energy. And very often it feels stressful. It feels like fear. It feels like anxiety, but, but really it's, it's just excitement in a different package. Yeah. So I think they're both two, two ends of, a of an axis line. And, uh, and so how you choose to respond to those emotions that are coming up are really, it's the difference between, um, being in your power or being led, led into, into the, into life, um, in a way that feels beyond your control. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, I resonate with that just as a, as overall life. <laughs> 
course, it's just this Aries season because uh, it's it's so true. They really do. They work hand in hand and they can get mistaken uh, for one another or fall into the anxiety side of things when really you're just excited. And it's like, oh, because like, yeah, this it is it always comes down to like a control factor, right? Because that's where anxiety kind of comes up is that you get excited about something or the big decision or walking, you know, taking the first step over that kind of unknown ledge and that trust fall that you might have to to have to have. Um, and anxiety can totally, uh, set in. So how, how you work with that. Um, and I think that it actually is going to be more prevalent for the first part of Aries season, just knowing that, uh, Mars in Gemini is kicking up Gemini energy, but it's also kicking up North node energy. So there's going to be something about Aries season that is going to drive, you know, the bus forward in many ways in our lives and whatever the eclipse story and the houses that are taking place in your own chart, um, and, and collectively too. So there, there's a different type of momentum that's going on. And I think the anxiety piece might fit in more than I was previously thinking that <laughs> it would. <laughs> yeah, but we add to that too. Um, the Aries ingress chart um, for March 20th has the moon, like the moon will have got, is in Gemini. Yes. And it will have gone over Mars and over the North Node leading up to the ingress. So we kind of leave Pisces season feeling that, that energy kind of building up, feeling that momentum building up. And then as soon as that, as soon as the sun moves into Aries, it's like, we're there. (laughs) (laughs) We are there. Uh, And that makes total sense because, and that, and that's the thing too, with the Aries ingress chart is it's, it's looking for Aries season, of course, but it's also looking for the entirety of, of a year. So there's a lot of Gemini that is wrapped up uh, in this in this coming year, and I find it very interesting, also as a Mars and Gemini native, that I'm having my Mars return on the uh, equinox. So uh, let's we'll see how that. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm excited to get back. It hasn't been there since 2019, uh, and Lord knows there has been so much um, has changed since Mars, especially as a Scorpio rising, you know, like uh, Mars is very important for my chart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm ready to come home, uh, regardless if that home is always square Saturn and square my nodes, but Hey, you know, you can use <laughs> the things over time. <laughs> so, uh, that being said, um, so let's go back to kind of the collective piece. And uh, you, you kind of had the caveat of, I'm sure we'll talk about this. Uh, you know, we're talking about these, this fresh start, this kind of springboard energy, but we are still living um, pandemic life. And so is there, what do you see there, Rachel, as far as airy season mixing with kind of this umbrella that we're still under? Yeah, great question. Well, I think two things. First of all, I think, you know, one of the things with Mars is Mars can build up frustration. So if we're still having certain restrictions or we're still like some people are vaccinated, some people aren't, it, some states are open, more open than others. So I think there's still going to be this collective energy of wanting to move and wanting to do things and not knowing what we can do, what, what restrictions are still in place, like having some confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I kind of, I kind of feel like it's a, it's like that first day of school energy, you know, <laughs> like what class am I supposed to go to yeah. where, you know, where's my teacher? Um, uh, 
who likes me. Um, no, I'm not that, but <laughs> this is that your Libra plan. It's talking. Totally. <laughs> who am I going to sit with at lunch? <laughs> That's funny. But, um, but I, I think that there's going to be like this, this energy of, of wanting to go forward and all of the planets are direct. So, yeah. um, all of the major planets, Chiron's direct, Eris is direct. So we start this month and, and really until April 27th, when Pluto stations retrograde, we start this month with a lot of momentum. So I can see the more vaccines being rolled out. I can see, you know, Biden, this, this new piece of legislation that's coming out um, that is, is in response to COVID, but also in response to poverty. I could see a lot of things being ushered through in on a like more on a on a more um, you know, a collective level. Mm -hmm. And then in our personal lives, I can see there being, um, being want, being feeling like the, the restrictions are lifted. We're starting a new chapter, but are we really comfortable? Do we really feel safe? Um, what, what's appropriate, what's not having to really question our boundaries personally, Mm -hmm. when the collective boundaries are opening up. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're absolutely right about that. And that, you know, in there's a couple of things I can say about that. The first thing that's trying to get out of my tongue is one thing Aries is known for is instinct. And that's where we might be with all of this is that we're just going to have to go off our gut instincts and in situations that are totally fresh and new to us um, and where those boundaries and those guidelines might not be as clear or they might be conflicting in different areas, uh, whether that has to do with legislation or that has to do with belief territory, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we'll just have to go with uh, our instincts and our gut with what kind of feels right. But I think you're absolutely right as far as the bigger collective picture of uh you know, more vaccines, rolling out the, you know, assistance, because we basically have, you know, Mars, like I was saying before, that in Gemini is trining Saturn in the ingress chart. Um, And also the moon is uh, trining Jupiter. Um, It's squaring Neptune. I know Jupiter is on the ascendant of the Washington chart. And so there, and, and the ascendant is, uh, as far as mundane astrology is concerned, it's the people. And so we here we have this Jupiter energy coming uh, to the people. So I think all that is going to happen in Aries season and may be the continuation of uh, the year to come there, which is mm-hmm. is good. So mm-hmm. now, uh, equinox, I mean, equinox territory, for those who don't know what the equinox is, uh, you know, this is equal day, equal night. Uh, or do you have any musings on equinox energy? Uh, especially since you're a Libra, uh, you know, you, you're, you're from the equinox territory. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it, I've always seen the equinox as being a real balance between, and I actually think Aries Libra, this axis line is a real balance between yin and yang energy. Um, it's, it's a balance between light and dark. It's, it's a time when we're, when we're really, able to, um, to meet in the middle and to, um, and to see beyond polarity, see beyond duality. And I see this so often with Libra and Aries clients and friends, um, is that there's, there's sort of like, um, a a balance of of gender, gender expression, gender experience. Um, and, and so I really think that, that there's, when you have that kind of balance between the yin and yang energy, 
it's prime creative energy. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a time for manifestation. Um, and it's also a time to step forward, you know, to step forward into, into something, um, something that you really, that your heart really desires. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it it has a wholeness to it, right? If something if we have an equality of two sides, um, then that means we are at our supreme balance and our supreme wholeness in a sense. Um, which I think is could be very refreshing, and especially in relation to what you're saying about duality uh, and knowing that so much of that is present uh, mm-hmm. at the current time, you know, especially with Gemini being activated and Sagittarius and such. So. Um, I guess, you know, pay attention on the 20th and the equinox and kind of what gets uh, spurred for you at that particular moment where you're in balance with yourself, where you're feeling whole inside, because that might be kind of the springboard energy that we're talking about. That's like, oh, wait, this is grounding me in a way that is uh, 360. And I can really go with this um, because it just feels, what's the word I'm looking for? Full? (laughs) I guess. And fertile too. I mean, yes, the, the, the ancients, I mean, they, we celebrated fertility and, and, um, and planting seeds and, and the possibility of new life at this time. Well, and that's the perfect segue, Rachel, to the fact that we start off airy season with a first quarter moon in cancer. That's a very fertile sign, as we well know. Um, (laughs) And first quarter pushes us into new territory. It's when that that sprout is coming up. You know, of course, we have a new moon that is seated in Pisces season, but the Pisces is very fertile in its uh, energy, too. So there does seem something very um, creative and, and fertile within that first quarter, like out the gate the following day on the 21st to me. Um, and there's actually a lot going on on the 21st. There is. Um, I was going to say, <laughs> this is the day also that Venus, Venus moves into Aries. Yes. Um, and so I think she just adds to that fertile, that element of fertility. Um, maybe, you know, sometimes there can be growth through tension. Um, most times, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know this in relate in my, in, in, in marriage and relation, yeah. it's like, sometimes we accomplish more after, you know, on the heels of an argument than we do when we're, you know, having a great time on a date. Um, and so I kind of think this is the spirit that we enter, that we enter this quarter, first quarter moon phase with. Um, cause you know, I'm also, I have, I have the chart pulled up, so I'm looking at the chart right now and, and it's interesting how Venus and the sun are both creeping up to Chiron mm. and, um, and, and, and so there's like this sense of, okay, whatever we work through in our relationships, whatever tension we're overcoming in our own, within our own selves, we have an opportunity for it to be healed, um, and healed through, not necessarily through talking about our feelings, um, but healed through taking some kind of action to, to remedy what's not working in our lives. Mm, yes, because Aries loves action. Uh, and Venus, who she's our relationship planet, she's our attraction energy, what we open up to, um, where we listen to. Like, I mean, she's receptive in that sense. And so there is, you might have to be receptive to action as well. <laughs> But if, if something's not like, you know, because I, I, 
Venus and Aries, she's, she's more bold. She's willing to be like, if I, you know, in connection with other people, whether it's romantically business, uh, your friend, you know, neighbor next door, whatever, if there is two people or more meeting, um, you know, there's going to be an assertive quality that she brings forward. Um, and, and it could be actually asserting yourself to talk about your feelings in some way, knowing that it's a first quarter moon in cancer. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you do have something to get off your chest at that point. Um, and so it's interesting to see that it's like Venus, she ingresses into Aries. She's basically on the coattails of the sun uh, because she does uh, make a sun conjunction on the 25th. Um, but, you know, not only do we have Venus entering Aries that day, we have Mercury and Pisces sextiling Uranus, which can up the conversation uh, and maybe the unexpected conversation as well that helps clear some air. Um, and we also have Mars trining Saturn when we're using our action to uh, for serious or more long-term, uh, you know, agenda in some way. So it's an interesting pairing on that first quarter to me. It is. And I think, you know, so much as we're, we're recording this with the sun, sun net, we just had the sun Neptune conjunction this week, yesterday, mm-hmm. um, or was it, no, the 10th, the day before. Um, and we have, we have, we have uh, sun Venus conjunct or Venus Neptune conjunct. So this is a very nept. We had Venus square at the bending square, the North and South node. So this week we're, you know, we're ending Pisces season with a lot of like, with kind of like fireworks, um, waterworks, (laughs) uh, you know, of, of healing. And I I think what happened, what we saw with the Royal family Mm. and Mm -hmm. how so much was brought into the light about these family patterns and historical patterns that needed to be changed because they haven't been healthy. I think what we saw on a, on a, on a global level and on a public level with their family is what is, has been happening in so many of our homes and so many of our families and so many of our, uh, of ourselves, uh, individual lives. And so we're coming on the heels of that. And I think this first quarter moon is a chance for us to, to really have some of those big themes that we worked on through Pisces season to have those be illuminated and for this time to be, you know, to, to really, um, we get to be a little bit self-oriented. Um, I want to say selfish, but we get to actually look back and say, did the work that I did in Pisces season, did, did, is that complete? Is it working for me now? These dynamics that I changed in my relationship, the way I stood up for myself with my parents, Whatever it, whatever that happened to be, like this, this first quarter moon is is a is a time to to really self reflect. Mm. Yeah. And well, I love it. You're like, should I say selfish? Because selfish just gets such a bad connotation. Um, but there are moments where selfish is good. It just depends on you know, the semantics of the word, of course. Um but you just saying that is very relevant for airy season in general because it does put us back in the self and the self becomes prominent. Uh, and that's why sometimes airy season can feel like everybody's out for their own best interest because that in, in some 
aspect it, it is. It's a very individualized time of year. Um, but I love how you're pairing that with all the healing and the Venus connects and the nodal squares and the, the Neptune moments where we're brought to a more spiritualized place or maybe uh, you know certain grief comes up to be healed in some way. Um, and I know I can, I can speak for that in my own life, just going through these transits in the last couple of days. So there is something to be said about the strengthening of the self. Um, through that reflection, through that forward movement of honoring your own uh, needs too, because that's the part of cancer that is so important. Speaking as a cancer native is that it is about self-care and self-needs and what the emotional self uh, needs for its own nurturing and care and how that relates to the individualized self of uh, you know Aries and, and the sun being exalted there. So it actually might be a rather selfish day, but in a way that is not meant to harm anybody else, just getting really uh, solidified um, and kind of uh, action-oriented with the self, because these are cardinal signs. This is a cardinal pushing off moment, and that means we are initiating, we're jumping off, we're moving, the wheel is turning. And so, and with Saturn in there and Uranus and a Mercury, I don't know, I feel like it could be, a, I feel like this could be a really good day where you're just like, yes, I am, I'm strong. I'm grounded. I've, I've been through this, pat myself on the back. I know what I need. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I agree with you. I think it, I think it really, I think there's a, a lot of, it's an opportunity if we don't get bogged down in resentments or in the, you know, the, the disappointment of what's not working in our relationships or in our lives if we don't ruminate on things mm. and we take everything as information, like, oh, this, I'm being codependent here in this relationship. Okay, time to stop that. You know, then yeah, then 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 keep keep looking, keep looking ahead, keep looking beyond whatever is causing you to feel stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the that's the beauty of Aries season is we become unstuck. Yeah because it lights a flame under us. It gives us the optimism where it's like, no, I don't want to be in this place anymore. I've, I'm over this place. I've been Pisces season. I transcended this place. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to move on. And that is the nature of, of Aries. Um, and I'm looking forward to that, even though it squares my Capricorn. I, I got a T-square and Cancer, mm-hmm. Libra and Capricorn. So, you know, Aries is always an interesting, like the Cardinal cross comes around and but I feel like it, it motivates me and I hope it does other people, uh, too. So, so yeah, 21st, uh, which is going to be a Sunday. You think Sunday, the day of rest, but (laughs) (laughs) not this time, (laughs) not this time. Um, kind of it kickstarts us into the airy season. And so there's a lot that actually then happens that I think is of a lot of note before we get to the full moon on the 28th, which is roughly a week later, or it is a week later. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess we'll kind of go maybe in order of what's happening there. So the first thing to happen is Mercury is basically going to square Mars, which is always a lively time, um, and also beat the bendings of the nodes uh, and square the nodes on the 23rd and 24th. So that's a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Um, and so any thoughts on Mercury uh, kind of hitting this this Mars point and 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 the nodal point because there's going to be a lot of node action basically from the 23rd to the 26th. Right, right. 
And I, th- I think, I think a lot of that is going to, well, I think, you know, Mercury is always, it always kind of helps move things along. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of, it's like, it, it gives you the push that you need. Like, Hey, Oh, you know, you're, you're stuck, you're stuck in this, um, in this old way of being your, you know, Oh, do you really enjoy that? Is this really your purpose? Like, are you too much in your comfort zone? And if so, then I think Mercury could kind of could, could help push you beyond that. And, um, and so I think that this is going to be, this is going to be supportive of just this overall first half of the Aries season energy of like, let's get unstuck. Let's get moving. Let's get going. And along the way, figure out where our limitations are and where, you know, where we, where we need to pull back, where we need to like, you know, slow down, but let's keep going. So, so I think that's going to be, that's going to be Mercury's role is just, you know, come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> the time. Mercury loves to move. Mercury's always on the go. It's like, where can I go next? I'm, I'm over being here. Uh, even if it's been there for two minutes, it's like, let's go over here. And on Mars, it's like on steroids, basically we're having square Mars and and having it do so in mutable signs. And while Mars is in Mercury's sign too. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, Mercury is calling the shots in many ways here and from Pisces, which is an interesting place. And I think this could actually be a very visionary time that uh, mentally where we just see something in our head or we get an idea or we get an image and it's kind of like off to the races where we're like, yes, this is maybe the moment I've been waiting for so that I can have an idea that now I can adapt to uh, and, and know where things are shifting in my life, because that is the mutable energy is it's, it's, where are we shifting, where we are adapting? Um, how are we perfecting? Are there things that we still need to go back to in order to finish up in order to move forward? Because we might be challenged with that at that time. Um, but why it's so important with not only the momentum it can give us, um, basically it, you know, Mercury squaring the nodes, uh, is is a turning point, and then Mars is going to conjunct the North Node, which is going to be a big deal that on twenty sixth, which is that Friday. Um, and so, any thoughts on Mars conjunct? You know, action planet meets destiny. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think that this is going to going to present more of the themes that were that are we're seeing globally with this nodal axis, and that is, you know, this axis is so much about what's true versus what's not. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also about, you know, the, the, the shadow aspect of, of that Sagittarius, of the Sagittarius South node, which is, you know, lifting up um, people who are like cult leaders or people who are like movement leaders um, and, and, and really kind of poking, I, I think overall, um, without, without naming any names or any certain circumstance, I think it's a time of rebalancing power. Mm. So power in facts, power, power in information, power in the availability of information versus power in the hands of, 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 a, of a, of a one entity or, you know, one, one person. Um, so I think Mars is going to probably kick up some things politically I think it's going to really help us to 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 look at these North Node and Gemini themes in our in our lives, but also just in 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 the public, um, in the in the collective as well. 
I think you're absolutely right. And really from the the week of the 22nd uh, is going to be chatterbox central. You know, every opinion you could possibly imagine, every voice that feels that it needs to be heard is going to be on the scene. And it, it, it could take a lot. It, it might be more than your mind can take in. And that might be part of the Mercury and Pisces. Like, holy crap. I I don't know if I could deal with all this Mars and North Node and Gemini that everything's spouting off. Um, but in relation to kind of the power dynamic, uh, I like that you bring that up um, because that, that's another thing, uh, you know, you touched on uh, the Royals because that's a hot topic right now um, of, uh, you know, Ma- Megan and Harry speaking out. And one of the things that they were saying, I was unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the whole interview because I don't have access to CBS. Um, but in the clips that I did see, one of the things that they were bringing up was actually the, uh, you know, kind of the people behind the monarchy and their relationship with the media. And, and, you know, media force feeds us things all the time. And this is what, you know, is being pushed in our heads in a a consistency that can be really hard. And back to that anxiety you were talking about earlier, anxiety inducing in a, in a way and trying to find the truth within that all and the facts and et cetera. Um, so it'll be interesting what comes out in relation to, like you said, uh, power and the energy that is put behind words and message uh, and how that might come up in a way that, um, it could be combative. There could be a lot of duality at place, which Gemini is known for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think on a collective sphere, we're, we're kind of in for that. Yes, definitely. And I think we can, we can also look at that in our, in our personal lives and say, you know, with friends or with colleagues or wherever Mars falls in your chart and the North Node, transiting North Node and transiting Mars fall in your chart that's an area where you want to ask for more details, for more information. You don't want to just take people at face value. Um, You want to ask questions. You want to, you want to maybe even expand that area of your life. Um, And so, so yeah, so I think that that's one way that this could be, this could be playing out. Even things like gossip or things like, you know, if you hear something from someone just probe, just ask more questions, just dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. I think that's a wise advice. Um, and, and I like the idea of asking more questions too, because in, in relation to Mars, which always brings action to the scene, uh, to the nodal point and that, that destiny that's pushing us forward. And so for a lot of people, we might hear word um, of opportunity coming to us or some next stage that is now uh, underway. Um, and we might need to know more facts about it. We might need to investigate a little bit more and, and get the layout to fully try to understand, you know, balance that Sagittarius Gemini energy of uh, maybe this forward uh, movement that we are about to make now that something has been presented or we are going after something ourselves and we just need to uh, get all kind of all the ducks in the row and cover all the bases. Mm-hmm. 
So, all right, well, let's go on to another thing that is happening actually on the 25th, that Thursday, and sandwiched all around here, but is really leading us to our full moon, uh, which happens on the 28th, which is Sunday. Um, And that is uh, Venus making her conjunction with the sun and basically becoming an evening star at that point. Um, And kind of leading uh, her and the sun, leading us into that full moon on Sunday. So any thoughts on Venus and the sun moving into, or it's conjuncting in Aries and maybe even playing into the the full moon that's coming? Yeah, great question. So I think, you know, this is Venus and Aries. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's really, um, I, I think that this Venus is going to take on more of the quality of the sun. It's going to be more of a self, a self-directed Venus. Uh, you know, Venus is always going to be re- relational, but this time it's going to be more like, what do I get out of my relationships? What do I want in my relationships? And uh, and and I think that that kind of sets the stage for this whole for this whole quarter of the year. Like, I think it's going to be a big theme. And uh, as we know, this is a year where Venus goes retrograde at the end of the year. And so I think I think that we're going to see themes of self love, um, and and also boundaries in relationships. So if you know if someone is if if you're with someone and they're not valuing you, if you're with someone, friendship, relationship, family member, whatever, and you don't feel seen or you don't feel acknowledged or respected, then I think this Venus this Venus in Aries is going to give you the courage to. To, to really create some distance in those relationships or to put up some boundaries in, 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 in how you want to be treated. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she's going to want to stand up for herself. She's not going to, you know, she might've spent all that time in Pisces and with Neptune and being like, oh, I guess I can be okay with this or maybe I'll let this go on. And then she gets into Aries and she's like, oh no. Yep. I, th- that time is over. Um, and that might be part of where we go with the the full moon. Um, because as you alluded to earlier, uh, that full moon on the t- Sunday, the 28th, is, has Venus, the sun, and Chiron all conjunct very tightly. Yes. Um, and yeah. of course, that moon in Libra, which is ruled by Venus. So uh, maybe we might get a chunk of awareness around Wednesday and Thursday with the with the conjunction taking place, uh, but it's that full moon that maybe it's lit up in a sense, or conversations have to happen then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. I think you know, under some, I'm, I'm, I have the chart now in front of me too, um, but I think under many most circumstances, that Libra moon. Wants to. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, I thought it was mine. I was like trying to turn it off. <laughs> I thought I heard my do not disturb. Um, let me turn that back on again. Um, okay, so so back to the Libra moon. Um, under most circumstances, that Libra moon wants to bridge differences. She wants to be a peacemaker. Um, she wants to 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 be touchy feely in relationships. But I think this one, it's it's going to be, um, you know, really looking at relationships and looking at at um, at at how you're who you're giving your energy to, and are you getting energy back? I think it's going to be a time of discernment in relationships. Mm. I think you're absolutely right. I can already feel that brewing in my own life. Actually, oh, really? I'm like, I'm like, I'm, 
I like it. This is where this is going. Oh, that's necessary. <laughs> that that's necessary. And and that that's and this is the thing is that Venus in Aries. That's she's considered in her detriment there. But it's only she's in her detriment because it's it's not comfortable to her natural state. And so Venus might be like, oh, do I really have to have this conversation? Do I really have to have this conflict? Do I really have to be assertive and and say what it is that I I want and I desire? And the answer is yes. <laughs> the, yeah, it's non-negotiable. It's like you have to say, because if you don't say, if you don't ask, if you don't assert yourself and it could have wounds behind it because Chiron's right there. So it could be a trigger point where you're like, well, I'm not used to uh, standing up for myself or I'm not used to like expressing what it is that I want in maybe a more bold way. I'm not used to maybe taking a risk and not knowing how that is going to be received or what I uh, could stir up in the process. Um, But the only way to heal it, because that's what Chiron can bring back to us or to gain wisdom from that interaction is to uh, basically have it in the first place. Um, and I think that it could be a wonderful turning point and where there is energy uh, to continue, the energy will continue and you'll find the balance point um, and the compromise that Libra can bring forward. Or you might find the, well, this is not, uh, might not work and we can uh, make peace with that, which is also a very Libra thing yeah. too. Exactly. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, being a Libra, I think one thing people don't realize about, about us is that we're, I mean, we're an air sign. So, um, so ultimately we can, we can think our way out. I mean, we can, we can think our way into love and we can think our way out of it. (laughs) It's a, you know, so I think that there's a real, a real opportunity to, to be able to, to take a, a, a step back and analyze like, and, and really see, um, with a clear perspective, a balanced perspective, the types of relationships that we're in and, and, and make some decisions accordingly. Yeah. Yes. Decisions. That's where, yes. And the detachment, those are all, yes. So all those things. Um, so we'll see how that, you know, we'll see how that goes. I'll cross my fingers, but (laughs) all right. Well, so now we're past full moon, basically, um, which we know the, so basically from that first quarter of Aries season, starting up to the full moon, you know, that's the hottest uh, energy of the lunar cycle anyway. So we can just expect that to be full force. Life is moving. Um, But once we, well, and the interesting part that we didn't really quite say about the full moon, uh, but basically the day after the full moon is that Mercury conjuncts Neptune at that point. So Mercury then meets the point that the sun's been at, Neptune, Venus has been at. Um, and so I feel like that's going to play out in a lot of the conversations that are going to be taking place too, is maybe looking at that spiritual picture, maybe having to find compassion for yourself or others, maybe having to let go in some way. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and look at, uh, like, look beyond, look, look and see what's an illusion, what's not. Um, you know, I think we, we have this, we're going to have this tension because of that, of that Pisces Neptune energy of, of wanting the dream mm. and looking at what we're, what, what, what's, what's the quote unquote reality. Um, but looking at the, the, the situation as it is in relation to what we want, the dream of what it could be. 
Yeah, that's so true. Um, and so, okay, so caveat, we have that full moon on Sunday, the 28th. And then on the on Monday, the 29th, we have basically Mercury conjunct Neptune. And so, uh, you know, part of that full moon might send us into a very daydreamy place where we're like, hmm, let me think about all this. Or you find that Monday, you're like, why do I have no energy? Why can't I get my words together? Why can't it just, that's Mercury and Neptune uh, at play. So, you know, give yourself a buffer for the first part of the week in the 29th where there's going to be kind of that Mercury retrograde vibe going on, but it's just Neptune <laughs> happening. Um, but what's interesting is that, because, you know, the Sun and Venus moving together are kind of a, a big theme of until we get to last core. I mean, it's going to be a big theme because, you know, Venus and the Sun kind of move almost at the same. Yeah, so they're going to be tight. Yeah tight buddies for uh, yes. <laughs> for a while here. Um, but basically on the 30th, basically Tuesday through April, April Fool's Day through Thursday, uh, Venus and the sun are both going to sextile Saturn and the North Node. So that adds, a to me, that adds a lot of interesting next step from the full moon, right? Because mm-hmm. now we're revisiting the Saturn, the decision, the long-term North Node, what's the moving forward. And so how do you think those two kind of, you know, that follow-up? Yeah, that's, you know, that's, um, it's it's really interesting because um, I think, I think that there's going to be like this energy of, um, of, of really wanting to figure out where to put our focus. Mm-hmm. You, do you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, uh, it's it, like, we're kind of in a new chat. We're in a new chapter of this airy season. And so I think there's going to be a lot of, of, of really fine tuning. What, where do we prioritize? Where do we put our energy? Where do we put our focus? Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Cause that's what happens when Saturn comes around and it's a sextile. We can work with it. It's like, no, I want to get focused. I want to make, make a plan here. I want to get this group of energy together. I want to put myself in what I have to offer, maybe in a community space, you know, cause that having Saturn and Aquarius and all that. So mm-hmm. there's, um, I think that's just for, I think that's adding maybe to the Mars North node piece that came earlier. Uh, and so here we have just another leg in that kind of purposeful movement as you were alluding to. Right, right, right. And I think, I think that's going to be, I mean, I think that's going to be a big overarching theme with, with Mars and the North node is like, what is my purpose? Yeah. Um, and, and if you're not moving toward it, then, you know, then I, I think it, it could become very, you could be really motivated to make some changes. Yeah. Mm, yes. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, especially having Aries and Gemini involved. I think there, there can be, yeah. you know, these are Yang signs that are forward momentum. You got mutable and cardinal together. So mm-hmm. that could be, if you've been waiting for the moment, that's like, you weren't quite ready to make changes. This is when you're like, all right, I feel like that door is opening. I feel yeah. like these decisions are happening. And the beauty of it is that same day on the April 1st, we have Mercury sextile Pluto. So your mind's like, no, I'm pretty serious about this. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, which is great because, you know, Mercury sextiling Pluto, um, 
once again, doing having a sextile from mutable and cardinal signs. So the mind makes peace with it. It's ready to move on and has that Pisces transcendence. Uh, and the cardinal Pluto is like, all right, well, you want to change. It's You want that new door to open, then okay, well, here we go. Uh, and then two days later on the third, on Saturday, Mercury moves into Aries. Yes. Different vibe. (laughs) Very different vibe. And we're moving into the last quarter too. And I I find that the last quarter phase of the illumination cycle, which is on the fourth, I know it's a day later, but I find that like things speed up. Things like, you know, we, we want to kind of make things happen, you know, as the moon gets darker, then it's like things we pull back a little bit. But, um, but I think that that, that Mercury in Aries is going to um, it's going to add some excitement to, to the beginning of the month. Yeah, I think so too. And, and just, just to say, to bring us back to Mars and Gemini, that's going to add a whole new characteristic to a Mars and Gemini where it had the Pisces energy behind it. Now it's got Aries and it's like, yeah, I mean, Pisces kind of softened it. I mean, Pisces yeah. softened the Mars, the, the, you know, the, the strong Mars, strong, strong fire, air influence. And now it's like, I think Mercury is just going to, it's going to be like the spark that catches everything on fire. Exactly. Exactly. I was just, I was just seeing the fan coming and then the, the brush fire just blowing around. Yeah. Let's um, literal. Let's hope we yes. set literally. Yes. Hopefully not. We don't want that in real life. We just the, the figurative momentum. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you're absolutely right about that. It's so interesting how life feels speeds up at last quarter. Cause it's true. There's a pressure that comes with it. And the fact that it's happening in Capricorn too, mm. I feel like it's an extra pressure. Uh, it could be a very busy time. It could be a lot of like, Oh, I got a, I've got this mountain of work that I have not attended to yet, or these priorities that have just slipped my mind while Mercury's in Pisces. And now, now you're like, Ooh, well, time to buckle down and, and get that going. Um, and, uh, and also Capricorn has the, uh, the cardinal energy of earth where we move forward with, uh, you know, the plan in a very physical sense. And so I think that it's going to be a turning point in its own right, um, where maybe if we, we've thought about things, we've imagined things, we've felt things. And now it's like, no, now we do things. Now we, yes, physical here, earth. <laughs> and, and I think, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't mean to jump ahead, but I, oh, go ahead. but just, just, I'm going to tease this, tease but, it you out. Know, um, <laughs> but just, you know, I think that, that what you're talking about with things kind of moving like the speed, the pace getting faster, us having realizations about what we need to do to take action on certain things, you know, Venus, the sun and Mercury are all going to, um, align with Eris. And, um, and so between like later, later in Aries season, um, the last half of Aries season, we, we've got, you know, we've got sort of this energy of, of, um, we're going to be willing to upset the status quo, to upset what, what, whatever is to upset our comfort zones. Um, whereas in that first quarter, when we saw the square with, uh, the cancer moon, like that's that we, we, and with Mercury still in Pisces, we, we don't want to, uh, we want to uh, rock the boat a little bit, but we don't want to completely, you know, tip it over. Yeah, tip it over. <laughs> um, and, 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 and it, it, later in, in the airy season, I think we're any boat that we didn't tip over, I think we're going to be, we're going to be ready to, like, we've got a little bit more motivation to speak up, to stand up, 
to, um, you know, to, uh, uh, to, to disrupt whatever we need to disrupt in order to, to, to follow our North node. Mm. Yeah. Cause there'll be a, there'll be a hop in Aries stellium that's coming up by the time we get to that new moon on the 11th. Um, that is for sure. But it, And that's good to keep in mind, especially as we go through this last quarter phase, knowing that that's on the horizon um, and it being an it being an option (laughs) um, that is probably coming and inevitable. Um, But it's interesting to me on so basically after that last quarter moon and on the sixth, where now I got to turn turn my calendar page. uh, So that's a Tuesday. So then we have Venus in Aries still, uh, meeting Mars and Gemini under a Mercury that is in Aries now. So there's a different flair within that. And so, and this is very significant to me because basically in all of 2020, not all of it, but very only one time in 2020 did Mars, um, and uh, Venus meet in a harmonious situation. Uh, And they did at the beginning of this year um, in Earth signs. So there's something to be said, especially after all that Venus energy we just talked about and in Mars territory. So this, I don't know, I kind of like this. We're fanning the flames of relationship for for what's left standing, maybe if the boat hasn't capsized (laughs) in some way. It could be a good... Fanning. I mean, it could be a good rocking the boat if your boat is like, I'm afraid of relationships. <laughs> or if your boat is, you know, um, uh, I don't know, I don't, I'm afraid to, to ask this person out. Then we, then yes, tip that boat over because this is, you know, this is spring, this is a heart of spring fever. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like take a risk in a sense. Yeah. Like, Take a risk, say what you need to say. Uh, you know, uh, the, if there's one thing that Gemini, Gemini can be very flirty with its intentions. Um, and it's in a sense, so, you know, kind of flirt it up and, and, and just, and be more playful. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's been too heavy this whole time. Maybe you've had the conversations and now your relationship or the connection, whatever connection it is, you know, has gone through stuff and it's like, all right, let's line it up here. Let's remember why we, uh, connect and why we're together and have some of the fun and the freshness that can jumpstart that maybe into a, into a different chapter of relating. Yeah. I really like that. I I think that that is, I think that that's, that's the, that's the hope for anyone who's in a relationship or anyone who's single. I think that, I think that this can be a real exciting time where things don't have to be heavy. We can go out, we maybe traveling is an option. You know, I think, I think this could be a lot of fun. Yeah. So mark, mark your calendar for that. That'll be, uh, basically <laughs> April 6th, yeah. um, there. So, uh, just FYI <laughs> now, now it's so interesting that in the dark days of the moon, before we get to that new moon on the 11th, there's a lot that goes on because, you know, this is our introspective part of the lunar cycle where uh, at times we can be busy, especially under a last quarter moon in Capricorn, we might be like rushing to finish things. But there's an interesting slowing down and contemplative uh, part of it because we got Mercury conjunct Chiron. So mm-hmm. we're, our minds are all, almost back at that full moon point, basically. Uh, we've got Mars squaring Neptune, which always puts uh, slows the roll of uh, your, you know, your action energy. We've got Saturn trining the North Node, which has been a long time coming. We've probably felt that for a couple weeks before it even happens, uh, which I consider very... Con- uh, Serious. It's very serious. Oh, yeah. 
Very. Yeah. It's like, seriously, if you're not doing, if you're not, um, if you're not following your North node path or you're not cleaning up your South node path, then, then, um, then you're in serious, serious lesson territory. Yes. Saturn's (laughs) like, I have a message for you. You're paying attention here. Um, and then Mercury sextiles into it too. Saturn Mm -hmm. in the North node at the same time, Venus is sextiling Jupiter. I know it's a lot to take in, but there's, uh, uh, you know, our, our minds are on board for maybe some of the uh, things that have happened with the, the full moon, um, and, and Chiron trigger territory and looking at things that, you know, picking the scab a little bit. I know that's a gross analogy, but, um, Chiron, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, emotional. It, one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, hopefully not the physical one. Um, but yeah, but the emotional one, it hurts even more. No, just, it can, um, and, and Mars squaring Neptune too. So there can be just a dissipation of energy. Uh, any thoughts on all those things working together in the last couple of days before the new moon? Yeah, I think, I think that it's, you know, it's, it's going to be one of these times where, where we're going to want to go into the cave of introspection in this very Mars intense time. So it's almost like, I don't want to stop my momentum. I don't want to stop my, I don't want to stop the energy that I have of, you know, taking charge and doing all these things that I've been doing. But at the same time, there's, there's some, there's some, there's some, uh, turning inward. There's a, I think it could be a time when you just need more rest. You need more you time. It's okay to be selfish during that time. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense to, uh, I mean, on the eighth and the ninth, as it leads up, we have a Pisces, a dark Pisces moon at that yeah. point. So, you know, it's almost like give yourself a, a free pass, not to push, you know, push it, um, and and realize that your best momentum might actually be behind the scenes and, and, and dreaming, uh, more, or just, uh, laying in, you know, kind of a space of possibility and kind of that creative void rather than any type of outward, you know, doing make dream pillows make dream pillows. That would be a fabulous, or use your dream pillow if you've made it, uh, <laughs> come back to it. That's when the dreams will be kicked up. And th- that's actually a good point is like, pay attention to your dreams during that time, because they might be what is tapping you into that North node energy. They might be Mars squaring Neptune, uh, Venus sextiling Jupiter, you know, it, it could give you some sort of visionary behind the veil moment where it's like, Oh, I know what I'm taking into the new moon in Aries. Uh, that is a couple of days later on the 11th, which is Sunday. Um, Sundays keep holding our, our lunations here. And so let's talk about that new moon. Um, because that's, that's kind of like, to me, that's the yearly jump start. It, it really is. Um, and you know, one thing I, I like about this, um, about this new moon is, well, it, it, it's, um, you know, it's, there's so much Aries, uh, represented here. And so there's, it, it is like, I, I think what you said is perfect. It is like the jump start of the, it's like the, the, really, this is kind of like the new year celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much energy with this new moon and because everything's moving forward, it is a time of planting seeds. It is a time of setting intentions. It's a time of, of really feeling some hope again. 
um, we can start to see that things that there's there's the possibility of of things opening up, the possibility of like we're in a new year, and we're really going to have that sense once we get into this new moon. Yeah, I totally agree. I, so we're going to be it's going to be a, a a breath of fresh fire, I suppose, because <laughs> that's the beauty of it is that we have a couple things happening. Um, well, number one, it's sextile Mars, the ruler of the, the new moon. So there's a lot of Martian energy in, in directive and like, we're, you know, uh, we're ready to do this and more and kind of like that, uh, when we were talking about earlier, kind of changing and adapting and, and, and be and risking new things like this is part of that. And there's going to be significant change around it because basically the, it's also in a square to Pluto. So right. there is something dying as any, any new beginning always has a death related to it because that's the nature of cycles. Um, so that that's an interesting part of it. So it might be to me, if you aren't quite in the new space yet, it might be a little testy in the sense that you realize certain things are falling off or you're, you know, or you might have struggles, um, with, uh, kind of letting go or power dynamics within the, the changes that are happening here too, because of that Pluto. And Venus, uh, Venus squares Pluto that day too. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I think I think you're right. It's um, but it it's a again, it's a time of of I think it that that Venus Pluto square can help us to disconnect um, from. It can help us to really center ourselves on in our own in our own hearts and our own minds, and and really separate from what we're doing out of obligation, what we're doing because we think we should, and 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 so again, this is like a time of of, of moving toward purpose and feeling and, and prioritizing your joy, your satisfaction, your fulfillment, um, in a way that honors the, um, the communities, the families, the, the systems that you're a part of. Mm, yeah. It, you know, what's so interesting, Rachel, especially in relation to what you were just saying is that, Venus has had a fascinating journey through these new moons. So basically the new moon in Aquarius, she was conjunct Jupiter. The new moon in Pisces, she's conjunct Neptune. New moon in Aries, she's squaring Pluto. So there's something about all these lunar cycles consecutively that is changing the face of relating, of connecting, um, uh, of course, in one-on-one -on -one relationships, but also this, the, this social dynamic that comes forward too, which is a big interest to us as, you know, we are looking to when do we get to do that again, <laughs> you know, things along those lines. So um, that that can be another component within the social dynamic and the constraints of the collective or legislation and stuff and how we are moving forward in, a, in the social way, uh, off this energy. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and it's, it's interesting cause you're, you're giving me some reflection too on just how, you know, because the year ends with Venus retrograde, how we're going to be following this Venus story, um, all like the, basically from the, from the first few new moons and her being so involved in those lunations. And then at the end, her going retrograde, I think at the end of the year, we could be replaying some of the themes that we're seeing right now yes. and that we were seeing in January and that we saw in February. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I think you're absolutely right because I'm just thinking because we know that she's going to go retrograde in December uh, uh, conjunct Pluto. So you can you can <laughs> basically bookmark this as your precursor of what that might look like or some sort of energy that starts now that might be revisited later on in that year. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, the fact that, that also that, you know, that Eris is right there at the midpoint of the sun and Venus mm. on this new moon and, um, and, and that the, that the, the Pluto Eris square was such a theme in 2020, um, that I think was really helping to contribute to some of the social justice movements that came up and, and, you know, a lot of the, the people, you know, in, in going to rallies, going to demonstrations, things like that. Um, and so I think we could see a rise of those kinds of themes, um, this year as well. Cause if Mars is, is so prominent yes. and Mars and, and in, you know, in Gemini in Aries season, um, I think that, that we're all going to have sort of this this drive to finish whatever wasn't finished in the, in, in that social justice work. I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. As you're describing that, my mind came alive with it. I was like, I think that is uh, (laughs) probably right on point, especially as Saturn is still is trining the North node then that Aquarius space. Um, So it it should be interesting to see what manifests at this time, but what it actually carries out through the entirety of the lunar cycle. Um, Because of course we're under this umbrella of energy for, you know, a good 28 plus days. well, that being said, all about Venus, uh, you know, she does ingress into Taurus, her one of her domiciles on the 14th, just a few days later, which I think is like a Wednesday, maybe. Yeah, Wednesday. And so Venus and Taurus, different vibe. Very different vibe. And I, I love Venus and Taurus. It's a time when we, well, it's a time when we're seeing the beauty of spring. And so we're going outside, we're smelling the roses, we are you know, we're, we're, we're feeling attractive and attracted to other people. Um, I think Venus in Taurus just brings back pleasure. Yes. And it says, let's make this a focus for right now. Let's eat good food. Let's, you know, drink good wine or good sparkling water. Um, you know, whatever, whatever you drink, but it's, it's like a time when, when we're wanting to connect, when we're feeling more sensual, Mm -hmm. when we're, you know, um, I, I think this is going to be a time lower leading up to, um, to, I think the summer when Jupiter enters in May, when Jupiter enters Pisces kind of dips into Pisces. I think that, that we're going to have, you know, sort of, um, opening back up again. And so I think that, that Venus and Taurus kind of paves the way for that movement that's getting ready to happen later on in the summer. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that because that's only mid, mid-May when that happens. We're not too far yep. out from that. Yeah. Um, but you just describing that, like I was ready to lay down for a massage. Like I was, <laughs> I'm already I'm already there. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> but Venus is not even in Aries yet. And I'm already yep. waiting for her to get to, to Taurus for that. I know. Um, you know, she moved to my first house. So I'm like, yes, bring oh, it on. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're ready for that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a nice slowing down, a nice a sensualization of the, like you said, the pleasures, 
Um, and, and, you know, this is, that's the thing too. So maybe if Aries riled up some Venusian territory, uh, in relationships, uh, in, in social, you know, this helps cools it down. It brings it back down to earth. It's like, let's be here now. Let's be in stillness. Let's have peace with one another. Um, and let's enjoy the good things in life because that is what connection is about. We're supposed to enjoy each other's company. Um, and maybe we've had that time to ourselves or, or gotten what we've needed. And then things are going to kind of stable out in a sense, um, um, where we can uh, enjoy things together in a way, whether it's one-on-one or maybe in kind of, like you said, the precursor to maybe more social or, you know, collective um, connection mm-hmm. taking place. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that there's an opportunity here for financial, um, uh, for financial. Do tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, uh, this is, we'll likely all have whatever stimulus checks are coming, like people, you know, I think that there's going to be an overall spirit of like, okay, things were coming out of an economic, uh, upheaval. Mm-hmm. And now we can start balancing out a little bit. And so maybe people getting jobs, people feeling a little bit more secure with their finances. Um, and, uh, and, and so I think that there's, there's some positive movement that's represented with this as well. I do like that. I do like to hear that because Taurus loves its money, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, so, all right. Well, you know, we're kind of nearing uh, the end of Aries season here, but there's there are some things that kind of pile up. Actually, at the time that we're going to have our summit, uh, you know, on April 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th, basically there's a lot of things going on in the sky at that time. Uh, we have the sun sextile Jupiter in square Pluto the same day. And the same day that Mars trines Jupiter. So, uh, you know, this kind of 15th, 16th energy. Um, and then the whole time we have Mercury. These are Mercury days too, because Mercury is sextiling Jupiter and Mars. It's squaring Pluto. It's going to conjunct the sun on the 18th. And so that, this seems like hyper energy, a Plutonian vibe within it. Jupiter, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that pile up? Yeah, well, I think... Um... I think that this is going to be, uh, Aries season's going out with a bang. <laughs> it sure yeah, is. It is. And, and I, I think, I think that this is, this is, um, I think it's, it's going to be, uh, like we said with the Venus square, um, that we saw at the new moon, it's going to be like a lot of, of, of purposeful endings and, um, and that, prepare the, that prepare the, the, the soil, so to speak, that till the soil for the seeds that we would have planted in, in the new moon. Um, and so I think that there's going to be just a lot of, um, of discovery of awareness of, um, of again, like just really productive endings. And so if, you're obsessing about anything, or if you're really super focused about anything, it's going to be important just to, to keep that, keep in mind that it's, this could be a time where you, where we want to let go, where we want to, to, to let go, to create space in our lives for something else. 
Yeah. Because we're creating here, you know, there's so much cardinal energy that's taking place. And so if you don't have room to create, you know, that you can't create something if every space, uh, in your domain has already been taken. Um, so that might be part of the Pluto energy in order to, cause we all want to transform our lives. I know that's like a very key, you know, keyword with Pluto to transform, but it's true at this point, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, I'm speaking for myself. There's a lot of areas of my personal existence that I would like to transform into new energy. And we have to make space for that. Um, and, and to let go in, in that process because Jupiter the whole time is connected in this and Jupiter's like, Oh, you want to move forward. You want to grow. You want these new opportunities. Well, guess what, what comes with this door that is opening for you is also a big, uh, heap of change. And so, you know, you might get excited about the opportunity, but then part of you is like, Oh, well, what am I having to leave behind or what do I have to change about my daily existence or my life or my, you know, and it could be very real changes because it's Pluto and Capricorn. So it's not like I have to change how I feel about it or the way I think. No, it's, you have to change something that's a physical aspect of your day-to-day existence probably um, that is part of, part of that in order for these new opportunities and possibilities, um, to kind of rush in and that spring energy. Uh, but I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I think, yeah, I think that because it is cardinal, we're not going to want to hang on. We're not going to, it's going to, we're going to feel more motivated to make those changes that we need to make. Yeah. And, and, and the changes lead to us to a fixed place, right? Because Jupiter is in a fixed sign. We're about to move into Taurus season, which wants to stabilize. So it's like, okay, we're on the road to stabilization, but in order to kickstart this engine, you know, this is part of the, the process. Um, and I think we might make peace with it and get excited about it. Um, and, and all the word is going to be kicking around at that time, because as you said earlier, Mercury brings all the action to the table. We got a lot of Mercury action taking place. It's now sextiling Mars, which is in, and so basically if it's sextiling Mars, it's it's getting, it's past the place that the new moon started. And so there's just, that type of energy is kicking off too. The new moon energy is really, uh, coming to a head in some sort, you know, at during that weekend, you know, the 16th, 17th, 18th, the Mercury and the sun always meeting brings us some sort of point of like, kind of clarity, even if it's just for a moment, like we might get the right message or have the right thought or, you know, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, and the last thing I'll say about this with the, it, in it with, in relation to this Aries season ending is basically the sun and Mercury conjunct, and then they both move into Taurus the next right. day. Yes. Um, yeah. Now a repeat of last of Sagittarius to Capricorn, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's interesting because it's like, they're going to dip into Taurus. So we have that sense of stability and that sense of fixed energy, but they're going to move up to Uranus. And, you know, and just, so they're kind of like, get comfortable, but not too comfortable. Yeah, because we have some Uranian action coming our way. And really we might already be feeling it because at that point, Venus is inching her way yes. there too. So we're, we're on the, we're on the cusp of Uranus taking place, but that will be for Taurus season. So you'll just have to wait to hear about more of that later. Um, but I guess, okay. So Rachel, if you had, if you had one word to describe Aries season, uh-huh. what would it be this year? It would be um, 
spring fever. I know that's two words technically. That's okay. But, we'll uh, hyphenate. Yeah, but hyphenate. Yeah, spring fever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you? No, oh, spring fever. I like that. That's a, uh, oh. I feel, I just got, I just got three words in my head. I just got like, I heard Nike, just do it. That's what. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's good. That's the slogan. The, the, slogan. the, the very slogan, right? Um, yeah. But it's fancy, you know, we have spring fever. So just do it, you know, like, the, like ride the wave of the fever within reason, some reason. You always need a little bit of reason coming from Capricorn here. Um, oh, but Nike is the, is the, is Mercury. That oh. simple is Mercury. Yeah. So so Gemini, you know, Mars in a Gemini in, in a Mercury ruled sign. Basically, so that. Uh, that was the message from the Sun Mercury conjunction. Just do it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well, that is Aries season in a nutshell for you. We rocketed through that, and Aries would be proud of us. Oh my gosh, like, I know that was fast. Yeah, I mean, we don't have time to. We got to get through this. Um, so, all right. Well, Rachel, where can people find you? Remind us one more time of what you got going on. Um, yeah, people want to know. Um, my website is rachellangastrologer.com. And uh, I'm also on Instagram, Rachel Lang Astrologer. I just started doing Twitter. <laughs> I have like no followers. It's, it's kind of intimidating to me, but it's Rachel Lang 11 and, on Twitter and then on Facebook as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I've got some classes. I've got an advanced, I think I have a progression, secondary progressions class coming up in April and uh, psychic development coming up in May. And uh, Dream Pillows coming up on the 18th this month. Woo woo. So definitely go check Rachel out and you'll probably see all those offerings on her website and her social media. And of course, I will do a blog post that will link her as well, which you can find at energeticprinciples.com. And of course, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Energetic Principles. I'm not on Twitter. I mean, I am, but I don't use it. Um, so, well, maybe maybe one day. Um, and just uh, two mentions, sign up for that summit, April 15th through the 18th. You already know it's going to be happening in the sky. So come on over. It's free to join, free to watch, free to replay for 24 hours. And we have a smoking deal on the all access pass right now. So click that link, grab that. Um, and also just a reminder that I'm going to be doing an IG live with Gray Crawford on the Equinox at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and we're going to be talking all about, uh, more about the Equinox here too, but doing a roundup of what we talked about 2021 before and giving you kind of a seasonal look look ahead with some hot spot transits. And of course we welcome your questions along the way, because that's the fun part of being interactive and being live for you to, uh, you know, holler at us. So, all right. Well, what else do you need to hear? You need to hear, tell someone about this. They need to know about airy season. They need to know about spring fever. They need to just do it, you know, spread, <laughs> spread the good word, let people know. Uh, and if you do like what you hear, please leave a review wherever you listen to this because it helps us be seen further um, and, you know, get the, the good word out there. So, all right. That was a lot of words. Maybe Neptune uh, wasn't, you know, I burned through the Neptune fog as we kept going. <laughs> so, <clears throat> all right. Well, Rachel, thank you so much again for joining me. It's thank always you. a pleasure to chat yeah. with you. Likewise. Thank you. All right. And thank you for tuning in to hear us chat all about it. So uh, we are wishing you the best. And as always, may the stars be with you. Mm -hmm.